Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. It's going to be a bit of a different one this time because I went to see Barbie last night and it really surprised me. <laughs> so this episode is called Wake Up Barbie. <laughs> See you in the podcast. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, Come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. Hello, my beautiful humans, and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. Yeah, so last night I went to see Barbie with my two kids. And like I'd seen a lot of the hype about it. And to be honest, I probably wasn't, I probably wouldn't have even gone to seen it myself, although I do like a bit of cinema. But the two kids said to me, hey, mum, let's go see it. And I thought, sod it. Let's do something nice together. So off we went. And I was enjoying it as a lightweight movie. I didn't even realise America <laughs> Ferrera was in it. Um, and probably about an hour and a half in America Forever has this monologue where basically, and I won't give you the the whole story of the show because I don't want to ruin it for you, but she, it's really a movie about the patriarchy and it's really a movie and some things in it really run home to me. And I'm also reading this other book uh, at the moment called, I think it's called Radical Awakening. I'll double check that. And it's, this stuff is so entwined in what the, uh, what the book I've been reading is about as well. And it links into all the work I've done with Gabriel Marte, the work I've done with This Naked Mind. It's all so serendipitous. And the more and more I have been working in this space, the more I realise and the more it really frustrates me that normal people, or AA, they call them normies, I genuinely don't believe these people exist. I believe it's a great big lie. But the way that people are like, even in one of my mastermind groups recently, I was putting up, oh, like I was planning to do this um, webinar and I was talking about it. And a few of the people were like, oh, I'm not your target market. I was thinking, what do you mean you're not my target market? Everyone who drinks is my target market. 
you know like we think that there's no I'm getting to a point now almost where I'm going to stop because I know when I stopped drinking I wouldn't have stopped drinking if the people were who were talking to me about changing my relationship with alcohol had said it might mean stopping drinking I wouldn't have come and so it's almost you have to get people in and then tell them once they once they understand once they're less resistant to it and I know this is going to sound funny but it's almost like that it's almost like if you people come in once you to drink like normal people and they realize during that there is no normal and then they leave usually at some point becoming alcohol I'm going to be honest becoming alcohol free and now that might be something that takes them a long time because it might be you know we try moderating a few times and realize it's not working um and then people start to realize that life is actually just so much better without alcohol um but in this movie, she literally goes through this monologue and I wish I was trying so hard to find the script somewhere because it's sensational. And she basically, so what's happened is the Barbies, ha, the Kens have come back from the real world and been introduced to patriarchy and they've come back and they've kind of created, put all these Barbies into a trance, the trance of patriarchy and they've all started, you know, feeling unsure of themselves they've all started sort of serving men um and doing all these things and she goes into this and it's much more in depth than that but she goes into this monologue and she talks about all of the reasons why women give me that they're drinking that women don't drink for no reason and women don't drink because they're weak women don't drink because there's something wrong with them Women don't drink because in reality, it's almost like women don't drink because they've got a problem with alcohol. Women drink because they have a problem with the world. Women drink because they have a problem with the patriarchy. Women drink because they are having to suppress themselves all the time. And that's what this book that I'm reading as well, which is brilliant. I'm reading it with my uh, book club. And I'm pretty sure it's called Radical Awakening. I'll double check and put it in the, in the notes afterwards. But she also talks about this whole, and Gabo Marte talks about it, and it's, you know, all the, you know, the great psychologists, psychiatrists of our time kind of talk a lot about this. It's a, basically, we come into the world and we create a personality that helps us survive, that helps us fit in. And most of that is to help us fit into the patriarchy. So it's all about productivity. It's all like that sort of whole conservative thing, productivity. There's only room for one at the top. It's everyone's out to get you. Uh, you know, that whole like um, fear-based mentality, scarcity. And I remember seeing, where did I see? What's the... It was Rupert Murdoch. My husband showed me this picture of Rupert Murdoch and he's got like a, a poor white man on the table, at a table, a poor black man at the table. And in front of him, he's got a load of cookies 
and he's saying to the poor white man, watch out for him. He's trying to steal your cookies. But actually Rupert Murdoch sat there with all the cookies. And so this is like this fear, this scarcity, this hatred that the patriarchy creates. And all of the things that women, you know, we think we're so woke, but most of the females I know are having sex with their partners because they think they should, not because they want to. I think I probably know one person. And Joe, you know who you are. <laughs> Possibly too. <laughs> but, you know, I remember listening to um, Kimmy Kapvapil talking at a conference and she said, you know, I walked into a room, a room of 150 women and I said, who here has never had sex with someone when they didn't want, who, who, who hasn't had sex, who has not had sex? Sorry, this is a term. <laughs> Basically, who here has had sex and they didn't want to? And everybody put up their hands apart from her and another person. And it's just these tiny things that we take for granted. Everyone's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. You know, we've got to keep him happy. Do we? Is that our role? And then, you know, I talk to the women that I work with, and a lot of the reasons why women drink is because we have to suppress ourselves from birth because it's actually really fucking dangerous to be a woman in this world. You know, and people like Clementine Ford, who I adore, talk about this stuff. And they're like, oh, she's a man-hater. No, she's not a man-hater. She's not. She's just calling out the bullshit. And recently I have had the worst time in two ways, one with the medical profession and two with my neighbour. And it has just been soul-destroying to have this experience with this man who is just, um, oh, he's so threatening. He's so intimidating. He's like a Neanderthal. And I can feel the threat from him coming viscerally. I can feel when he's on the same street as me. And that's the fear that women have of men. Like I was reading, you know, listening to this book as well, and she's saying, you know, you come into this earth and straight away you know that men are a danger. And men, and it was it was interesting watching Ken and Barbie and Ken's like, you know, they go into the real world and Ken's like mooching through the real world going, this is awesome, look at this. And Barbie's like, oh, this is not very nice, is it? I can feel, I feel scared, I feel threatened. And we don't realise how much this impacts our daily lives. You know, even walking down the street with keys in hand, you know, all of this stuff, this suppression of self, we do ourselves down, don't take up too much space, don't wear sexy clothes, you know, don't, you know, my, my husband saw the other day on a wall, he was walking along with my youngest child and it said women who are wearing 
something deserved to be raped. And I'm like, really? And the world is getting worse for this stuff. Like our kids, this whole Andrew Tate thing, you know, I went, our kids are dealing with some really horrible stuff, particularly our girl kids. You know, and girl kids are going into to emergencies with injuries in their bodies because boys are having sex with them in the way that they see aggressive porn. I mean, I know we had our fair share of stuff in our generation, but somehow other this stuff has to stop. And the threat, I mean, for me, the threat that I've been feeling from my neighbor for a long time, it just, it brings up something very primal. Like I was saying to my supervisor, I can feel it in my womb. And I'm anyway, I'm doing this webinar on the 2nd of August, which is about breaking the cycle of judgment. And judgment can be anything from the, you know, the shoulds, all the shoulds in our head. The shoulds, which I know are so, you know, pe- reason why people drink to get away from the shoulds. All of the talk in the head, all of the judgment. And the more traumatic, you know, the more sensitive you are, and the more you internalize trauma from a young age, you know, the, the greater, the stronger those shoulds are. The stronger those shoulds are. And the shoulds are there to keep us safe. So is the kicking ourselves up the arse after we've drunk when we didn't mean to. But why do we drink when we don't mean to? We drink when we don't mean to because we're in pain. We drink because we don't mean to because we're in distress. Because we've been told we can't feel our feelings. We can't show our feelings. It's bad. It's wrong. We're bad. We're wrong. Unless we've got this tight grip on everything, unless we're just controlling everything to the nth degree because of this scarcity mentality. Because if we let go for a second, everything's going to go to, to facts. The whole world will descend into chaos because we have to keep everything under control because everything has to be perfect because otherwise we're bad, otherwise we're wrong, you know? And we internalize all this. And that's where perfectionism comes from. You know, as children, we learned that unless we did things well, unless we came up to scratch, academically, socially, we were not, we're not given the love, you know, the full love. It's like you were, we were valued for what we produced. We were valued for what we did. We were valued for how we look, you know, put on a bit of weight. People think it's okay to comment on that, you know, when we were children. Yeah, it's just extraordinary. I mean, the fat phobia in this world, even now, is is just, you know, woke people, people who you think are really cool, really evolved, they still think it's okay to comment on the size of your body, on what you look like. There's still a really big proponent of people who've confused health. That was just my child running down the street. Health 
with weight. And it's not connected. Yes, we want to be eating well, we want to be moving our bodies, but this sort of thing around our value, you know, when people come to me for the Great Aussie Alcohol Experiment, I ask them why they're here and they say, because I want to be thinner, because I want to be more productive. There's all these negatives about themselves and all these things that they're changing for other people. But really, the greatest gift that you can get from not drinking is you wake up from the trance. You wake up from the trance of patriarchy. You wake up from the chance of not good enoughness, of not worthy enoughness. And you start to get the possibility of unpicking and cracking away at the armour that you've created to keep yourself safe. You know, this control, this drinking, this, you know, because all of this stuff, all of these controls stop us from feeling what we're actually going through, what's actually happening to us. We're suppressing ourselves and it's the suppression of self that causes eating disorders. Um, unhealthy relationships with alcohol, unhealthy relationship with ourselves. And so look, I recommend go and watch the Barbie movie. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I laughed my head off. They're all brilliant in it. The music's great. But the biggest thing for me is when she says, wake up, Barbie, and they wake up from the trance of patriarchy. And I think for me, that's what stopping drinking was about. It was about waking up from this trance, you know, and there's conversations that have to be had from that. And they are not easy conversations. And sometimes they're not safe conversations, you know. There's a, there's a lot to be lost sometimes. And that's often why people keep drinking and that's fine. Because first and foremost, as women, we need to keep ourselves safe. And we need to keep our babies safe. And we listen to the patriarchy and we listen to the way it treats our children. And we listen to the way the medical professional pathologizes us and doesn't care about us, ignores us, doesn't believe us. I'm so fucking sick of not being believed, I tell you. So triggering. Anyway, I just wanted to share with you this. I'm, as I said, I've got this webinar coming up, 2nd of August. It's all about, so I have, a, I'm doing a series of 12 webinars. For the people who are in my membership group, they get to go for free. Everyone else, they're 20 bucks a go. Um, get access to them for a month. And they're really going to deep dive. So, so normally when I do a webinar, it will be a sort of gateway into one of my programs. These are more about giving you specific tools to be able to help you. Um, it's not going to be the, everything that I teach, because, of course, I can't do that in that setting. And we're so in-depth that, hold on a second, bugs here. Let me just pause the video for a second.
my wonderful son, who's looking like some kind of vigilante, <laughs> trans vigilante today. Um, but yeah, just to say, I've got this podcast on 2nd of August, 7pm. And it's about how do you break the rules? How do you break the judgment? So how do we get rid of the shoulds? How do we get rid of kicking ourselves up the arse? How do we get out of that cycle of drinking, feeling shit about ourselves, making all these promises to ourselves, breaking the promises to ourselves, drinking, being mean to ourselves? Because what I'm going to teach you is the four ways to completely transform judgment into something that's actually helpful because all of the research shows that self-judgment is so harmful to us. It has a very good role. It has a very good reason for being there, but it is very, very harmful to us as human beings and when we're trying to change. And in this series of things, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to actually get into some really in-depth tools because a lot of the time my, my webinars are very top line. It's not going to be everything. I can't teach you everything in a one-hour webinar. You'd have to join one of my programs to do that. But it can give you an inkling to the type of way that I work and it can give you some really good tools. So this first one's really for people wherever they are on their journey with alcohol. So um, it's for people who might be sober curious, who might be wanting to cut down, who might actually just be wanting to do some work on judgment, um, negative self-talk, um, the shoulds. And it could also be for people who are wanting to take a break. But what it also could be for is people who are already alcohol free, but are still not happy. Because like, often people who just work, if you just work on the behavior, which is what a lot of alcohol programs do, and especially rehab programs, you don't, um, you don't really deal with the reasons why you're drinking. And if negative self-talk and self-judgment, which I have not ever met a human being who drinks, who that is not a reason why they drink, <laughs> a big reason why they drink. And it's also a massive reason why it's hard to stop drinking. So come join me on, I think it's the Wednesday after next. And we will go through exactly why these things are in place. In exactly, I'm going to give you four tools that you can use. We're going to have a workbook. We're going to do some interactive work in there. It's not really going to be coaching as such because that's for people in my programs. But it will be, you know, we will have a question and answer. There will be workbooks for you to take away. Anyway, if you want to get awake, if you want to wake up Barbie or you want to wake up you, come join me 2nd of August, 7 p.m. I so look forward to seeing you there. All right, darlings, go see Barbie. It's wonderful. I loved it. And if any of you can, I really want to get America Ferrara's uh, monologue. I want to say soliloquy. Is that the same thing? Monologue and soliloquy. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's we do have to deal with the reasons why we drink. And I think so many of the reasons why we drink are because of suppression of self and we create this personality to keep ourselves safe 
and it starts to do us harm after a while. So it kept us safe as children. Now as adults, our job is to unpick it and to release this divine essence of self, our true self, our little human flame of light and love. And and that's what this patriarchy, it, 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 it stamps all over. And I don't want it for me and I don't want it for my children. It does harm to boys and girls and trans kids. It just does harm to our society. It's such a horrible way of living. And my this is what my neighbours like. It's all about, you know, what's his and being powerful and dominating and and bullying. And, and it's just, you know, what a way to be in this world. What a horrible, horrible way to be. Let's not be my neighbour. Let's be like Barbie. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day when I'd say that. I've always absolutely hated it. I nearly worked for Mattel. That's quite interesting, isn't it? Before I got my last job, I got offered a job at Mattel. And I took my last job, which was probably silly. But then, again, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be here doing this with you lot. Have the best weeks ever. So much love to you all. Thank you for keep listening. Um, come to my webinar on Wednesday. It's 20 bucks, maybe just a little bit less than that. Um, I'll see you there. All right, darlings. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine. And remember to keep choosing you.